Dear fellow redeemed, our portion of scripture for consideration this morning is recorded in Romans chapter 8. We read verses 35 through 39. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Dear Lord, these are your words, and therefore they are the truth. We ask that you would increase our faith through them. Amen. Please be seated. I was looking at the meme. It was green and gold. It was a green background with a gold outline of the state of Wisconsin. In the middle was a picture of Aaron Rodgers' face. And the caption read, we will never forget you, Darren. (laughs) And I thought to myself, Packer fans are so fickle. They have such wavering love. We love you, Brett Favre. We hate you, Brett Favre. We love you, Aaron Rodgers. We hate you, Aaron Rodgers. Kind of makes me a little bit worried because I married a Packer fan. (laughs) But seriously, isn't that what we see in the world around us when it comes, when it often comes to love? We see so many examples of fickle love, wavering love, love that fails. People make commitments to others and then because of our sinful flesh, we all have sinful flesh, they in some way fail to keep those commitments and it jeopardizes the relationship or outright destroys it. And you know, we see so many examples of this around us that Even for the Christian, we can be tempted to want to project this quality of love upon God. Have you ever questioned, does God really love me? Is Christ's love fickle? Is there someone who could cause Christ to stop loving me? This is the issue one of the issues that the Apostle Paul addresses in Romans chapter 8. And he makes it perfectly clear that no person or thing will ever be able to separate you from Christ's love. And he provides a list of things that might try to separate you. says, will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword... Notice that the list gets progressively worse from day-to-day stresses that we might experience through to 
actually been threatened with physical death. Now, believers have always had difficulties and hardships, even extreme sufferings that they've had to deal with. This should not surprise us. You can look through church history and you see that there have been many, many Christians who have been martyred for their faith. And the reverse is also true. If we think that because we are Christians, because we are Christians, we are going to have a trouble-free life. We are kidding ourselves. God does not tell us that in Scripture. But rather, you are going to have difficulties, physical, spiritual hardships in your life, guaranteed. One of the reasons for this is because the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. We have the sinful world all around us. Satan would love nothing more than to separate you from Christ's love. He would love nothing more than for you to fall from your faith in Christ. And that is why these things put so many temptations in our path. And we could handle this if we were total saints, but unfortunately, we still have our sinful nature attached to us. We often give in to those temptations. We sin daily, and therefore we deserve the payment for our sins, eternal death. God would be perfectly justified in separating you and me from him, from any and all of his love, forever. But Christ does love us. He loves us so much that he was separated from his father on the cross. Christ received the punishment that you and I deserved. And in his resurrection, he won the greatest victory of all. He conquered sin and he conquered death. And dear believer, through faith, through baptism, you are united into that victory with him. And Every day when you repent of your sins, you can return to your baptism, being buried again with Christ and then rising anew with him through faith. His victory is your victory, and we can live that victory every day. We are more than conquerors. Several years ago, a pastor was telling me about a family that he had in his congregation And they had started a business, a new business, and it became very successful. And they started to make a lot of money. And they were telling him one day about how much God loved them and had blessed them and how wonderful things were. One of the things that they did with their newfound wealth was they purchased some nice new snowmobiles. And they started to get into snowmobiling. In fact, they joined a club a club that would often meet at distant locations and often on the weekends. And the pastor noticed that they were skipping church more and more until eventually he was not seeing them in church at all. And he concluded that that earthly wealth was not a blessing, but it caused them great spiritual harm. 
when you have those moments where you're questioning, does God really love me? Ask yourself this question. Where am I looking for evidence of his love? Is it when everything is going well for me, when I'm getting good grades, when I achieve a personal best in my sport, when my relationships are all well, when I'm healthy and successful? No, not necessarily. Don't look to those types of things as evidence of God's love. Often, earthly success can cause people to forget about God. Sometimes, God allows a trial to happen to you in your life in order to draw you closer to Him, especially where you find Him in word and sacrament. In a few moments, we're going to sing stanza four from How Firm a Foundation. Let me read this to you now. This is God the Father speaking. When through fiery trials your pathway shall lie, my grace all-sufficient shall be your supply. The flame shall not hurt you, my only design, your dross to consume and your gold to refine. Your dross to consume, what does that mean? Well, dross is an impurity. It's part of the process when purifying gold. Imagine molten gold bubbling in a vat. What happens is the impurities inside of that rise to the top. Dross is the solid impurities that come and float on the surface of that molten gold. And then the refiner can come along and scrape those impurities off, and it leaves the gold more refined. What a wonderful analogy for the trials that God often permits to happen in our lives. It's not that he doesn't love us. In fact, he's doing it out of love for you. Those challenges and difficulties that we go through can often bring up things in us, inside of us, that wouldn't otherwise surface. Attitudes and especially sinful pride, And then we become aware of it, and that's when God can deal with it through repentance and absolution. And in the process, he purifies you. He strengthens you in your faith in Christ, makes you more improved as a Christian. No, don't look to those earthly blessings to see signs or evidence of Christ's love. Rather, the proof of Christ's love for you is always best found in the cross, Romans 5 says, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus loved you so much, he was willing to suffer and die on the cross for you. By his divine blood, all of your guilt, all of your sins has been washed away. And there is nothing that anyone or anything can do, no height, no depth, no angel or demon, nothing present, nothing in the future can do to change the fact that Christ rose from the dead. The resurrection is an unchanging event. Christ's victory is your victory through faith in him, and it is unchanging. You might be experiencing a lot of changes in your life. It's a time of life that you're in. Especially if you're freshmen, you might be going through a lot of changes at this time. And I have 
in all of the changes I've gone through in my life, I've always taken great comfort knowing that Christ's love for me doesn't change. The cross and the empty tomb are always there. And so as you look around and you see examples all around you in this world of fickle love, be comforted and know that Christ's forgiveness is always there for you. And he loves you so much that one day he is going to send his holy angels to lift you up, dear believer, and take you to be with him in paradise. Amen. Please stand. And we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your steadfast love shown to us in your Son, Jesus. Reassure us in times of doubt, hardship, and change that your love for us does not change and that no one can separate us from you. Keep us strong in our faith and bring us at last to our heavenly home. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Oh, stay, stay standing for the hymn. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with you always. Amen. Now you may be seated.